Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk About Food. This week we have a little bit of a disclaimer. We'll be getting into some pretty triggering um, conversations. So if that's not something you want to listen to, um, we recommend that you don't stay. Um, and if you need help, we have linked some uh, sources to to like you know receive help eating disorders specifically in the description of this video um or well podcast but this podcast is being released on the heels of new year's eve and you know very popular sort of um a very popular resolution for new year's specifically is to lose weight uh you know gym memberships go up everyone talks about it and usually by january 12th everyone's kind of they're kind of done with it um we have a special guest star this week Welcome to the show, Will. Hello. Um, and we have our usual two lackeys. Hi. Oh. So, let's get started. Um, have you guys ha- ever had like that New Year's resolution? Where it's like, I want to lose weight and no. not stuck to it. No, I, I can't say that I have. Unfortunately, not too like yeah, no, not like weight related. I've had like petty ones, but I never followed yeah, through. I feel like a petty one. Well, no, I mean. It's, it's very interesting to see, like, because I know at least, like, if not all of my friends, the vast majority of my female friends specifically, um, myself included, have, you know, consistently and for multiple years consecutively wanted to lose weight specifically for New Year's. Um, so I think that's, like, a really interesting dynamic because I've never seen, like, a dude interact with that. And that's not to negate the idea that, you know, men can also suffer from eating disorder and have negative effects of eating disorder culture um yeah so it's just it's an interesting dynamic between men and women and the culture that's pushed i feel like a lot of people use new year's eve like as just a time like you know they they, like throughout the year maybe they've been wanting to lose weight and they just use new year's eve as or new year's as like you know what it's it's like resolution time blah 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 it serves as a reset you know it's it's a beginning of the year so it's a beginning of something you can want to do and i think that the idea that a lot of people resolve to lose weight in the new year has a lot to do with normalized eating disorder culture we see it in a lot of things we see it for men in sports and for women really all across the media um i know i've had negative i've had like there have been negative impacts on my life personally because of the media I consume and how I really like no matter what I'm consuming I can't get away from some sort of weight loss or some sort of body related topics like it's it's everywhere um and around this time you know we wanted to put out an episode that sort of lets people know that you know it's okay to be struggling um and you know it's, it's okay and if you want to lose weight that that's perfectly valid as long as you're doing it in a healthy and mm-hmm safe way the reason uh, a lot of scientists quote as sasha has read about specifically is that you know a lot of people fail by january 12th because the way they desire to lose the, or like the way they go about losing weight is unhealthy and unsustainable sasha would you like to talk more about that subject yeah um sort of, sort of going off of that it's it's and just unsustainability it's it's kind of just like um when New Year's hits, it's kind of like a reset, like Tristan said, and people tend to really reach for the stars in a manner of speaking and set really high standards when they haven't really um, 
discipline themselves enough to really do that. It, it would usually be something like, um, I'm not saying for everyone, I can't speak for everyone. It's like the first time they're doing it in a really long time. And they just set the bar so high that it's just hard to sustain it. And um, and also what what doesn't help is, you know, social media and seeing all that stuff on there. Um, it really obscures, you know, self-image. And uh, I, I think from personal experience, it's like, um, I would have a habit, I guess, of um, seeing myself in like a certain way. Um, and then I, I would find like a time period where it's like, oh, um, I'm actually comfortable with the way I look. And then it's like, there's like one little thing on social media can like set me off and it, it obscures the whole picture and it, it, there's like a large recovery time for that. Um, and speaking of recovery, you know, it's like, especially for people recovering from, uh, um, you know, these food in induced, um, you know, disorders, uh, it, it, it's really not healthy to be doing all this stuff. Not to mention often like fad diets, like, um, keto, um, uh. paleo, no carbs, like all of those diets that you see really like circulating social media where they're where they're diets that you have to cut entire portions of like nutrients out of yeah it's like they're cutting out a major food group they, like, they'll cut out major food good. groups that your body needs like you know your body it needs carbohydrates there's a reason that athletes will carbo load it's because it's a very good source of quick energy but you need it in moderation if you're not an athlete you obviously shouldn't be consuming that much it's really about you know balance and blend and moderation and often you know these diets they're, they look very enticing. You find people who may have had at least minimal success with them, but if you talk to really any nutritionist or really any, like, good nutritionist, they'll tell you that, you know, it's that's not the way eating works. It's all, of you know, and the reason that diets that force you to cut out food groups don't work is because you want them. Like, you'll want to consume them, and it'll, like, it'll get to a point where you're craving that food so badly that you you know, you overindulge and it leads to a lot of binge eating disorders specifically. I feel like those, uh, the people who want to start like the keto diets and I don't know what else you said, but the stuff like that, we'll see like posts on social media where it's like, I lost 40 pounds in a month on doing this juice cleanse or whatever like, like that. like Weight Watchers too. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh my God, I want to lose that much weight. And all I have to do is eat these specific foods and don't eat those. Sign me up. And then that just leads them down a terribly unhealthy spiral and just for some discretion i've done the research on my own and losing more than two pounds a week is not sustainable generally speaking generally everybody's speaking, body yes. is different and for those who might be earlier in their weight loss journey it is easier to lose weight at the beginning and you know your body is always changing um not to mention like i think the whole numbers aspect of it is pretty pretty toxic you know everybody's bodies are different water weight that kind of stuff just you know um well i know you've had some personal experience with like social media trends related to eating having a negative impact on your life would you like to talk about it oh yeah for sure so i um kind of fell down this rabbit hole of uh issues with eating early of 2021 so about this time last year and I was in a really, like, bad headspace with the way I look, so I wanted to change it. And it started out, you know, cutting out calories and, and you know, moderating how much sugar I, I, uh, I ate. But it quickly turned into uh, things like shortcuts. I saw an ad for laxative tea that I found on Amazon. 
and the reviews were very positive, like, oh, like, I lost 10 pounds drinking this tea and eating whatever I wanted, and so obviously my first reaction was to, when can I get this? So I got it, and it went from a habit of drinking it, you know, once every week to twice a week to three times a week to drinking it multiple times a day. And not only was it super unhealthy, but I kind of got an addiction to it to the point where I could not go a day without drinking this tea. If I didn't drink this tea, I wasn't allowed to eat, I wasn't allowed to do certain things, and it, it got to a point where I ended up in the hospital. I'm not saying it's specifically from the tea, but what it did it was it flushed everything out of my body, um, including water. So I ended up getting some sort of gastrointestinal virus, and it was kind of my wake-up call that I just wasn't healthy. But I did absolutely anything I could to get the number on the scale down just a little bit. And if it meant sacrificing some water weight, I was willing to do it. And um, how did your, did your family help? How, how did they contribute to, you know, your recovery or were they involved at all? My family was pretty scared. Uh, towards the beginning, they were supportive of me trying to better myself. But when it got to the point where I was about 43 pounds down and I wasn't stopping, um, they were thinking about taking me to a nutritionist because they were really concerned about me pretending to eat. Or sometimes I would lie about eating. I would go out of my way to um, lie about how much I weighed. Uh, and those were habits that I wasn't thinking were as toxic as they were until I started my recovery process from um, that entire span of the four, five, six months that I was going through this. And uh, it was really concerning for my family um, because what thought was an innocent, you know, self, uh, self-love task of bettering myself in a physical way turned into a really toxic and an unhealthy uh, series of patterns. So, um, yeah, no, it was, it, it definitely wasn't easy for especially my mom who mm-hmm. cares about me so, so much. Mm-hmm. And so. for, you know, as you said, your family was very supportive in the beginning of your weight loss. So for people who may... Um, struggle with eating disorder or, you know, like disordered eating related to other mental illnesses like stress, you know, just because you're losing weight does not mean it's good. Um, that is a misconception that a lot of people have because, you know, it's, it's innocent until it's not. It's, you're, you're okay until you're not, until you're passing out, until you go like weeks without it. I personally, I, during the summer of 2020, I lost about, I, I lost you know, so much weight. I, I wasn't weighing myself beforehand, so I don't know where I started, but I think I lost about 30, almost 35 pounds from stress, um, I, uh, you know, and I had people complimenting me on it. And, you know, while I, I wanted, while I enjoyed it, I, you know, you would, I was miserable. I, I prayed to God that I could just sit and eat a meal. It, so it's it's not as glamorous as it seems, and I think it's very much in social media, eating disorder, and that kind of stuff has become glamorized. But, you know, as we all know, eating disorders and food-related mental illnesses, they aren't always just about losing weight. Oftentimes, you know, what we see most is women suffering from it and suffering with their desire to lose weight because of how pushed that has been in society. But um, men suffer too. You know, men, like, especially athletes, they suffer from wanting to build more muscle, gain more weight, and it's just very, that's almost more difficult than losing weight. It really is, especially, like, I'm, like in my case, I, I'm i an athlete, and I'm trying to gain a bunch of weight, and I have a super fast metabolism, and Madison High School, we don't do lunch. So, 
I need to eat a certain amount of calories in a day, and I, I can only do that in the morning and at night after school. And when I'm talking to people who are these super conditioned athletes who are like going to a D1 school for freaking football or whatever, and they tell me that they're every two hours they're going into the bathroom and eating cold grilled chicken and like a salad every single two hours or something like that, like. It's like what do you, like how 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 is anybody else supposed to do that? Like you know what I mean? Mhm. Um yeah, and sort of speaking on what both of you said, now there's certain ambiguities obviously to this, but I feel like this is a very centralized thing in specifically American tr- not tradition, but just it's culture. It's kind of it's kind of like this this whole process of instant gratification yep. and how social media kind of perpetuates that. It's like um instead of taking the time and sort of exploring your options, uh, social media kind of puts you in this mindset where you have to do it as fast as you can, as much as you can, in as little amount of time as possible. And I I can, this is kind of off topic, I can relate to that uh, in terms of like, almost like like the opioid crisis or just just like drug It's inherently American. Because the system is inherently meant to expedite all these processes so they can sell more medication so they can when, when I was money. looking for ADHD medication it's what also caused the obesity epidemic yeah. that our yeah. country faces yeah. and now you know fitness culture has sort of taken that over and now people are shamed for a system because they are they failed when a system set them up for failure exactly. and continues to set them yeah. up it, for failure. There's, there's also like a really, really toxic part of like sports. I feel like especially in men's, I mean, I don't really know that much about like what it's like in women's sports, but if there's like anybody on, like let's say there's a bunch of people on the basketball team and one of them happens to be a bigger sized person and they're still as good as the sport as anybody else on the team, but they will get made fun of and like, to more men body shame people in this school like i've never been body shamed really as far as i know at least especially not to my face i've never been body shamed by another girl in this school ever the amount of boys that i have heard call each other fat and mock each other and like really put each other down for their weight and be like you need to hit the gym man is astounding. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And granted, like, maybe there's less severity because it's not as, like, it's not as recognized in society and stuff and less men are insecure about it. Regardless, it's a problem. And, you know, specific sports perpetuate it. You know, sports that often require weigh-ins, you know, (laughs) people, like, have to cut down four pounds in a day. And, you know, that's really unhealthy. And... I feel like the quicker you lose weight, the more unhealthy it it, it, gets. Like, it, it... furthers that kind of culture and while we're at the end of our time for today i'd like to thank will for coming on the podcast today thank you so much of course and if Um, i can can just mention like one thing just before i leave this podcast because i appreciate all of them for letting me on and and sharing their own experience i just want to say that i know it is cliche but food is fuel if you haven't drank today haven't eaten anything today i urge you to do so uh we are constantly moving everything we are doing is using energy and the way we get that energy back is to eat food so um yeah Food's yeah. Um, you know, it's if you're struggling, it's okay. You know, there's a whole community of people willing to help you. So, you know, have a good one. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.